This is John Kuhn. Welcome to this episode today in continuing with the topic of the attention economy. I want to focus on a particular aspect which is the history of ideas the intellectual what informs I'm talking about the intellectual history of humanity and without a shred of a doubt the attention economy is linked directly to human uh, history to the ideas of history to the intellectual history of mankind my particular question in this podcast is who or what let me repeat who or what informs the ideas the thoughts of men who or what informs the thoughts and ideas of men <coughs> because whatever the who <coughs> or the what is that has that capacity to influence the thoughts and ideas of men there must be a discussion about that a real serious discussion because where do these ideas come from these thoughts i know people talk about the age of enlightenment they talk about uh, you know now we are living in the so called the digital age they are so called thinkers of this time i don't want to mention any particular names of people i mean we're talking ideas like communism or, or capitalism where did these ideas come from initially where do these ideas originate from who or what influences the minds of men to conceptualize such ideas and put them into action so my <coughs> own study informs me that this intellectual history of men this history of ideas of men must have an origin because yesterday i said some of the highlights of the attention economy i'm talking in the previous episode which was i shot it yesterday i recorded it rather yesterday and in it i mentioned you know miley cyrus nipple slip which i think was deliberate uh, or whether it was not i don't know but that broke the internet it broke instagram and it was on the main news when kim kardashian shared a picture of her butt uh, that became news that broke the internet 
I mentioned one young lady called Grimiest when she leaked the seat of a toilet inside an aeroplane during flight. That be- broke the internet and made people talk and have a discussion. So it seems to me that these depraved and perverted ideas must definitely come from somewhere. You know. So for me, I have to go back, way back, to Genesis. When the serpent said, did God really say you must not eat of the <coughs> trees, of the fruit of the trees in the garden? When <coughs> God himself had made a very simple command to the first human creation, that was Adam and Eve. This is my, what I believe. Hundred percent, and I'm using this. For me, this is where it starts the history of ideas. We see an entity that is basically giving another narrative to Eve, or rather to Adam and Eve. And the narrative was, "You will not surely die." In the narrative was like, "You will be as gods." Can you imagine? You will not surely die. Right there, a chain of events was set in motion that still has a direct impact on our lives and every other person who is going to be born a human. Right there, that is what the Bible calls the fall in the garden. We see an entity. A malevolent, crafty, super intelligent, but not the most intelligent, but very intelligent entity, suggesting another line of thought, and that line of thought was and is always is in direct conflict with the will of God, the Creator, because the serpent never created anyone or anything. But God created everything. So something did happen to the DNA of Adam and Eve, because when death entered, it must definitely have entered into their DNA. And so we see that regardless of how much money, how many doctors, how much medicine one has access to, even you know, they, they, they talk about these happiness indexes and say, oh, this uh, Denmark is the happiest country or Finland or Sweden or whatever, where they measure happiness based on indices like uh, the health of a people in a nation, the wealth of a people in a nation, their access to certain services and amenities. That's according to them. And regardless whether you live in a so-called first world country with all the facilities and amenities and even free health care and all that regardless of that people eventually come to a point where their demise is but inevitable that is an inevitable conclusion to every human life death must end will okay at some point And we see that this is a fact. 
undeniable the reason why coronavirus <clears throat> is such a distress and it is a distress is because death is you know literally that's what is in the works death the fear of death is what has prompted all these nations to shut down their borders to go into lockdown to put all these extreme measures uh, that maybe i don't know if those are necessary or unnecessary i'm not having that debate but maybe some of them were too late or not too late i'm not having that debate regardless we have seen measures being recommended like face masks in public some of it is also a bit of common sense but some of it is like hmm we have been told the new norms for social distancing and all these things because you know the wisdom of man is reacting to the virus in trying to come up with a solution but they are not winning against the virus or come to that on another you know on its own i have to address my about the covid-19 i think i will have to make a separate podcast for that now I'm talking about the history of ideas and I t- talked about the intellectual economy as an idea because sorry the attention economy is capitalism in its sense it it you know uh, it's about exploiting whatever to grab the attention you know of other people so if you put up a structure you exploit other people you exploit whatever and you benefit i'll give you an, a, a clean example there's a man wanted right now a clear example right rather it's very hard to find a clean example in this attention economy but a clear example a man by the name of michael james pratt is wanted by the fbi and i believe there's a reward if people know about his whereabouts you know they should report him because he was the architect of a website called girls do porn and i did a documentary on this it's called generation dupont it's on youtube you can watch it for free where i basically revealed and exposed some of the hidden elements in that case that aided and abated that sex trafficking and manipulation of young girls but michael pratt nevertheless was an architect in that whole thing where they lured these young girls with promises that these were pri- going to be shot f- these videos were shot for private clients abroad and these girls found out a few days later these videos were everywhere their neighbors were talking of their schools you know some of them wanted to commit suicide some of them you know went into depression some of them you know were were being harassed online and so on and you know the it was a scandal for a lot of them in their lives right and their lives probably will not be the same because of of that you know i've spoken to one of the victims who, i mean who gave me my the support when i was making this documentary in writing saying you know she was extremely happy about the documentary and you know that the way i approached the entire thing also helped her to get a deeper perspective into this uh, industry which is not just a porn industry 
but it's supported by the financial industry, supported by social media and all these other corporations that claim to be against sex trafficking, but they are aiding it regardless. And I think this is why Google has tried, or YouTube rather, they have put all these age restrictions on the video and whatever, you know, they try to make it very hard for people not to watch it. But I think you can still watch it, you know, if you go on YouTube, you look for Generation Dupont. So Mr. Michael Pratt was the architect of that criminal enterprise, which dealt in pornography and luring these girls and sometimes even blackmailing them, harassing them and so on, just so he could get money. I mean, he was making money from subscribers who were paying, I don't know, anything from $9, maybe to $15, maybe $20 a month. And to feed their, um, what do you call it, their appetite for this. You know, he, he went about procuring these women in a manner that was downright manipulative and criminal. Which makes you have to wonder when people watch all this pornography, are they not aiding and abetting, you know, the exploitation of young women? That is a question to everyone, including myself. So I'm simply saying the attention economy is a direct output of the history of ideas. And I mentioned that the what is it that informs or what who or what informs the minds of men with some of these ideas and then we see later in the book of Genesis after the fall in the garden we see again Cain is having a whole bunch of thoughts and these thoughts have set him up on a very very perilous journey basically the thoughts are compelling him to go and kill his and murder his own brother and the Lord intervenes he tells him you know he warns him that sin is crouching at your door meaning in your heart the mind of man the inner man that's what we're talking about here I talked about the inner man and if you have not listened to that podcast Please go and listen to the inner man because this all connects all of it to this point where we are now. And so we know that the devil, Satan, Lucifer, the fallen one, the adversary, the liar, the father of lies, the murderer, the father of murderers. We know that that entity is able to suggest through, you know, to, to, to someone, through their thoughts. And, you know, you might be wondering, some people wonder, how do I have such thoughts like this? Where do they come from? Some people are even called a genius. But where does that genius come from? You have to ask yourself, if you're a genius, or if you know a genius and you're following a genius, you're listening to this genius, you say, oh, let's follow this genius. But where does this genius come from because there are only two sources of genius you see Solomon for instance was given wisdom by the most high God but Solomon actually fell and his wisdom failed him Why, what do I mean by that because through the women he had 700 royal wives 
300 concubines, a total of 1,000 wives, all of them worshipping idols, different sorts of idols, including he was married to the daughter of Pharaoh, to Moabite women, Canaanite women, Ammonite women, you name it, Solomon had it. But these women drew his heart to worship uh, other gods. And that meant the Lord told Solomon, I'm going to rip off the kingdom from you, from your sons. I will not do it in your lifetime. So he became a grand, grand disappointment to the Lord because he listened to another voice. But again, we see just like with Adam and Eve, the serpent went through the woman. With Solomon, the serpent came through those women and drew his heart away from the Lord literally to commit abomination. I mean, he was building temples to idols in Jerusalem when the temple of God was there. When the Lord himself had appeared to Solomon twice. So we begin to realize that the enemy is always at his work trying extremely very hard to turn the hearts of men away from God is the first thing that he does. When he has accomplished that, then he has an ally. He has not just an ally, I mean to call it an ally. He has a slave. That's the truth to do his bidding. And we know that when the Pharisees were arguing with Jesus, they said, we are the children of Abraham. And he said, if Abraham were your father, you would do the things Abraham did. Because Abraham believed God. He said, ask them, why don't you believe me? Because you are of your father the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desires. There is no truth in him, he said. You know, for he's the father of lies. So, you see a situation where now, based on these people are tapping into a line of thought <clears throat> that is not from God. But still that line of thought tells them you are children of God. Because it's a liar, remember. And they're actually ready to execute God. Can you imagine? Because God had manifested in the flesh through the Lord Jesus. And they wanted to kill it. Away with God, they wanted, they wanted, they said, away with this one, crucify him. We want Baabas, the murderer. And we know that the father of murderers is Satan. <coughs> so, it's amazing, ladies and gentlemen, because now Jesus says, these are the children of the devil. So, you can find that children are born to the same uh, mother and father as in human womb. They come out of the same womb. One will become a child of the devil, another will become a child of God. Look at Esau and Jacob. Did they not all come from the same womb? But look at the two very different men. So, when the Lord says they are children of the devil, what does he mean? It means these ones are inclined to the devil's message, to the devil's desires, that they are inclined to that and they will not repent. This is the key. They will refuse to repent. For me, I'm not saying I'm a perfect person. I'm a <clears throat> I've sinned and as long as I'm in this body, I will try my best. But 
I can assure you this body has a way of <clears throat> you know it's just not the optimal thing and I do repent even now on this podcast of my sins you know because I don't want to do anything but it's very difficult because even with anyone who is a Christian the Bible tells you that you will be tempted what does it mean to tempt it means that the enemy is bringing all these notions and ideas into you into your subconscious into your inner man into your mind whether he does it through dreams whether he does it through other people he will bring other people into your life to suggest other things he might do it through an article he might do it through you know like i said it could be through others whether the medium could be electronic could be whatever medium a newspaper whatever or he will literally just try to influence your mind you know and into doing some things that you yourself can look at and think this is not good you know why did i do this or why am i doing this i know this is not good for me and i don't want to do this but sometimes he makes such a compelling argument so we can see that the only person who was not defeated by the entity the entity called satan or lucifer the entity called the devil the entity called the dragon the entity called the fallen one the entity called the father of lies the entity called the father of murderers that entity called the adversary the only one who defeated it and did not subject himself to it or listen to it or obey it was the Lord Jesus Christ. As soon as he was baptized and John the Baptist said he saw the spirit descend upon him and remain like a dove. He says day is the Messiah that is the lamb of God because the Lord had told him the one you see on whom you see the spirit come down when heaven opened the spirit came down and lighted on him. <coughs> he is the Messiah. And so as the Messiah was in the spirit he went into the wilderness fasting fasting sorry for 40 days and 40 nights and the enemy came to him again trying to tempt him even to try to tempt him to worship him say oh I will give you all these kingdoms if you will bow down and worship me if you know uh, what you know can you turn these stones into bread you understand and the lord told him men does not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of god so the enemy was constantly on to him tempting him trying to get him to disobey the command of god like he wanted to have the same victory that he had had with adam and eve and he failed in that and so he set up on a course to try and crucify him but little did he know that by crucifying him that the lord through that would actually triumph over the devil that is why in the mighty name of Jesus i am here today i'm talking today not because i i am a good person because remember there was a rich young man who said good teacher what shall i do to inherit the kingdom of god and he says no one is good except god alone so i cannot say i am good i cannot say that only God alone is good. So, I'm a sinner and I repent of all my sins. That's it. And I was just informing you if you're paying attention 
on the history of ideas, the intellectual history of men, and I wanted to really extrapolate who or what has influenced the history of ideas of men. And we find there is an entity there called Lucifer, the devil. That is what some people call the fire in the minds of men. I mean, there have been books written about this. And it is that entity which many people have tapped into. Some have tapped into it knowing exactly what they are doing. That's why they are all these kind of cults and things. They're tapping into that. But some are tapping into it without even knowing that they are tapping into that same thing. You see? And... uh, Ultimately, that's why you can see that regardless, you can see civilization after civilization came and went. Was you know, It fell apart. Even Rome, you know, with its mighty men and everything. I'm talking ancient Rome because we are still in the Roman Empire, by the way. Because this is a neo-Roman Empire, but it is still Roman. Our architecture, the architecture of the Western world, the civilized world, and everything, is all based on the Roman, uh, the Roman architecture of, you know, whether it was their civil law, their, their, you know, the 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 way they set up their towns, the way the structure, the the architecture. Let me put it this way: architecture of Rome, which goes all the way back to Babylon, the architecture of Babylon. I talked about the Tower of Babylon in the previous episode which you are most you can go and listen to that and you will know that this is a continuing conversation that I'm having with you because I talked about the occult origins of the attention economy and today now I'm talking about if it is occult meaning it's hidden now I'm revealing to you what it is in that occult that actually informs the thoughts of men that the history of ideas like the attention economy and all other crazy ideas like the Nazi you know, system, who and what informed it? The same entity informed the Nazi economy. So this is Drum Kun, and I'm very happy we've had this chance to have this conversation. And as long as the Lord is still willing and we're still here, I will transmit this podcast to you i'll also continue to transmit the message the pure message through my music and you can listen to my music each and every title of each and every song there's a deeper meaning into that and this is what i'm you know meditating on and reflecting on when i'm worshiping the lord and everything is not just a deliberate i mean it's just a spontaneous thing it's very you go and listen to it and it, it, you know it's deeply spiritual for me so you can just put in drum queen and you'll find this music the handpan music that i've been making and it was while making this handpan that i decided that i needed to make this podcast to also to connect maybe some of the dots about what i'm saying in the music even though i'm not singing or speaking or saying anything but through the music, the melody, through the notes that I am now expressing to you in my own words so that you can now maybe, you know, put the two together. It can help you. 
as I said, for me, I choose repentance. If you choose repentance, and that is you, you know, you can repent together with me and say, Mighty Lord Jesus, I am a terrible sinner. Forgive me. I repent of listening to that serpent, that lying serpent. Please disconnect me from doing the will of the enemy, but help me to do the will of Jesus. Please create in me a new creation. I receive you, Lord Jesus, mighty Father, precious Holy Spirit. I receive you in the mighty name of Jesus, and today I'm born again in the mighty name of Jesus. And I'm going to pray for those who have repented. Lord, remember us. Please write and keep our names in the Lamb's book. Remember us when you establish your kingdom. May the Lord help us that we may not enter into hell. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. If you are not baptized, you are. May the Lord help you to receive a pure water baptism. And the Lord will send His Holy Spirit. Remember, there were those who even received the Holy Spirit before, and I believe this is you today, before they were baptized. But they would still have to be baptized in order to fulfill all righteousness. So if this has blessed you, you're welcome to send it to another person. The Lord bless you. This is Drum Kuna.